The entire point of this podcast episode is to share with you something that's been on my mind when it comes to creating in a way that will probably only confuse you and will give you no answers because I don't have it figured out, but I would just like you to join me in the confusion of this. It's just fodder for the fire. Luna doesn't like it. Look at that face. Oh, Luna. Oh, Luna B. Oozy B. She's done meowing now. I'm here. I wonder if we can convince people on this podcast that Luna is not our cat, but it's actually our next door neighbor, an old lady that we just talked down to. No, she's a beautiful little Luna bee. She's a chubby little Luna. And she lives next door. (laughs) I was... About to, <laughs> I was about to sit down in the studio and <laughs> record a podcast episode, but then I said to myself, well, "I record a podcast by myself when I could bombard Sarah because she's doing hair." Yep, Sarah's doing her hair in the bathroom. So I think this is healthy for our relationship to come in here and. Hey, guy, I would love your thought. It's a Saturday. Afternoon. We had a slow morning reading in the living room, laying low, drinking coffee, and now shit needs to get done. Sarah is doing her because where are you going? Oh, just to run errands. This is a, a this is a France forty four liquor store hairstyle. And the grocery store, probably two, maybe the thrift store. Who knows how many people will see you? It's just good to feel good. I know. I'm. I, you know. I'm kidding. Um, I do this for me. When it comes to hair and feeling good, if I need a haircut, like if I feel sloppy, I can tell that my mood my mood is affected. Right, yeah. I don't know what that is. Is that lame? Like if I, I, if I and then I get a haircut, like it's almost like what I'm seeing in the mirror of myself is like the representation of myself. And if I, do, if I feel like sloppy, I, my emotions kind of follow that. I feel better when I, when you look better, you feel better. I, I think hair is specific, but I think there's probably a lot of research on that, not hair, but that concept of feeling put together or cool or whatever that kind of, you know, every day warrants something different. Like what I wear to the office to feel good is different than what I wear to a yeah. nice dinner. But, but yeah, that's why I, not like I try real hard, but... I just, it benefits me personally to feel put together, whatever that is in that given day. Yeah, I totally feel the same way. Even when I work from home, like, I'll allow myself the luxury of like a pajama day maybe once in a while, but most of the time I put on makeup, I put on a pair of jeans, a comfy pair of jeans since I'm sitting on the couch sometimes, but. Here's a thought thread I want to throw by you today and tell me if you, there's obviously, where are we going? Okay. In the world of creating things, as say, okay, just a, it could fill in the blank with whatever you want to do. But let's, for example, music. People talk about the benefit of be about being a musician in 2024 or learning music up is that you have access to all the information in the world be, with things like YouTube. 
You want you want to learn guitar? You go straight to YouTube, and you can have some of the greatest guitar minds teaching you how to approach that instrument. And across the board with a bunch of my, my creative friends, that is viewed as a positive thing. Yeah. And I've started running. Uh, I've started coming across some different thoughts that have made me think that that might not actually be an artistic benefit for a lot of people. Okay. So here's some examples. Quentin Tarantino said this. One of the things that I'm the most proud about is I didn't go to film school, but I did try to make a movie when I was 26. Uh, I thought it was going to be the next Jim Jarmuth. I thought it was going to be this really cool, independent movie that would play the festivals and I would be this like critical darling or something. But then finally, I, I, we processed the footage and I looked at it and I realized I didn't have what I thought I had. Not only is it not that good, it's not worth any more of my time. As you can imagine, naturally, I was a little depressed. But rather than go to film school, I made a movie. After that, I was like, okay, well, just treat that with that was your film school. After spending three years on something and, and having it turn out to be a big, gigantic failure, most of the people I know, that would have been that. They were like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is just not for me, you know, and they would get a job or something. And this is the point that I'm trying to get at. Maybe you try it and maybe you're not right. Maybe it doesn't work, but that doesn't mean you're faulty. That means this that means just means that this idea wasn't so what wasn't so correct or maybe you didn't know what the fuck you were doing when you were doing it and but in doing it you now know more and then Kurt Vonnegut said something actually similar where he said this what are the god-given talents that a writer has uh he doesn't know until he tries or she doesn't know until she tries it's to put one sentence and it doesn't Again, you don't have, you mentioned world champions. Yeah. Everybody shouldn't exactly. consider himself no. in competition with a world champion. And this is one reason uh, uh, good writers are unlikely to come from an English department, is because the English department teaches you good taste too early. And, <laughs> you know, is if, yeah. if, you know, if I were a professor, if Professor Sweetbreads at Duke, and uh, a student brought me a piece of writing, and uh, I'd say, well, Charles, I, I really have never had a student uh, capable of this quality of work. I'm really, this is an excellent story. I enjoyed reading it. I want you to know. And uh, I really don't know what to do with someone as obviously gifted as you are. Let me think. Let me show you how James Joyce dealt with the same situation. <laughs> Put you in competition. With James Joyce. With the world yeah. champion. Exactly. Immediately. It's just See, stupid. I came up through a chemistry department. Yeah, right. And uh, so I wrote, and there was nobody there to tell me whether it was any good or not. I was just making my soul grow writing stories. Yeah. And when I teach creative writing, uh, or encourage people yeah. to write... Yeah, just make your soul grow, man. I know, it does. And I, but your point's well taken in that, that, I mean, I can look at sort of career patterns and see where people, you know, people who had to go out on their own and, and who had to develop in business entrepreneurial skills, had to develop in, in journalism their own models, that kind of thing, yeah. you know, develop broader and different and more interestingly than those who were early on put into a box and yeah. put into a place in which all the standards and all the norms were set yeah. and dominated by people at the top. Yeah.
Orson Welles said something similar, where even beyond being taught something, he once said, don't soak yourself in too many films. The more virgin our eyes are, the more we have to say, the most detestable habit in all modern cinema is the homage. I don't want to see another goddamn homage in anybody's movie. There are enough of them which are unconscious. Now, of course, you must see films, and you must see great films. I said, don't, don't be marinated. Don't soak yourself in films. Now, the argument against what I'm saying is that the world is full. All the best young directors are soaked in films. And they have managed to rise above that and to be remarkable cineasts. So you are, in, you are in the presence of a speaker who is not only paradoxical, but confused. <laughs> I've been thinking lately that it's really easy for, as an art, someone creating something, to view your the thing that you're creating as a problem to solve. I want to create something, and the problem is, how do I make this good? We've been, I've been talking about that all week, actually. Now I'm just saying this out loud, realizing it. How do I make this good? So then, obviously, you go to other people to say, this is how a good guitar player plays. Right. This is how a good, this is how good films are made. Right. How good pictures are taken. Whatever. I get what you're saying. What does this make you think, the balance between learning from somebody else, but also not soaking it in too much or not consuming or making space for your own like mental voice or just figuring it out? Does it make you think of anything? <laughs> um, well, I don't think there's some magic equation or a ratio of the two that, that you need yeah. to be successful. I think it's unfortunately, fortunately, probably very just human to human. Yeah. So I think that you do need both. More likely than not, um, but if, if something's not serving you anymore and you're really in tune with yourself and are aware of that, then set that down. Yeah. I think sometimes there's a lot of pride in people who are well-educated and, well, I went to school for film. And then there's also this other kind of pride for people who are like, well, I didn't go to film school. Yeah. So like, and that's more of an ego thing on both parties. So that's not relevant. So for LinkedIn, like I'm always talking about, sometimes I don't have anything interesting to say. Yeah. But I try to post every day, every weekday. Um, so I'll just, you know, scroll the feed and look for other people's interesting thoughts. And yeah. either that will inspire me to talk about just something, anything, or it kickstarts more thoughts on that topic. So I think learning from others absorbing other people's ways of doing things, artists, not artists, whatever, can yeah. be incredibly useful. But yeah. I love, I, I like that. I'm saying all of these words I'm saying are to say that you need both and what combination of both is unique to you. You got to figure that out. Dude, that is, that is it. I'm a walking paradox and contradiction of all this shit because I love... I love learning from somebody else. I love having, looking to, I don't know, it's almost to like a compulsion sense. Like I let my, it's my almost like artistic daddy issues where I need just, I need somebody, like someone to tell me how it's done. That should be a whole other topic. Artistic daddy issues. I love that. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have them. Or maybe I think it's like defining my own personal balance in life is what I'm thinking about this week and how this pertains to me is not saying like I have some freaking answer and this is what this is the right way. Do go to school, don't go to school, do study, don't whatever. For me right now, what's been on my mind and why I'm sharing it this morning is that I've been thinking about paying attention to myself and where I'm at and what is what part of me is in need yeah. today. So right now, photographically, I, when I started diving into film photography, I just ate up as much possible as possible from those that came before me and learned as much of their style. But right now, I'm trying to take a break from viewing other people's photography and focus on my own and finding my own voice and seeing like, I got to take a break and look at the amalgam and what that, what's, that has created within me and my own work. And then at some point I'll pick up one of the books again. Sure. I, I just wanted to share this thought because it's been on my mind, specifically having no answers to all of this. And I think that's really interesting. And even Orson Welles in another interview talked about being paradoxical and confused about it. Yeah, that's how it works. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations recorded all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge. So that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy.